Pinch Music Podcast, episode number 28, Pop. This is pop. I mean, initially I wanted to call it What is Pop? And we might still call it What is Pop? Um, but anyway, this is all part of the Paperhouse Network. I'm joined here with the ear, Nick Angelo, and with the genius, uh, Jim Panels. How you guys doing today? I'm great, Scott. Thanks. Doing wonderful. That's I'm doing a, okay. That's a nice, that was a nice lead-in. That was pretty, pretty You didn't pretty. ask how I was doing. How are you? I'm feeling really okay. Chance. You know, I tried coming in and setting everything up so it was nice and beautiful, and 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 we were ready to record, and the hard drive starts crashing. Mm-hmm. Why? Is, it's Murphy's law. It is. Who is Murphy, by the way? Guy with bad luck. I'm not that's sure. For sure. Yeah. Jim, tell us a tidbit about Murphy's law. Murphy's law is: if something will go wrong, it will go wrong. Thank you very much. So, what do we got? What do we got? We're doing. Pop do we have today. announcements? We don't have any announcements today. Um. And we'll get into it, but we're doing pop today. Um, what, what is, is pop? pop? We are gonna we're actually gonna get into that. What is pop? Because I we have this big playlist that we put together. A lot of songs on there that I was scratching my head of why is this song considered a pop song? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is very hard. I feel like the episodes have been getting harder and harder. That's what she said. They've yes. been getting harder and harder to pin down nine songs within a genre. I mean, maybe that's what happens when you just make it a open, like we just said jazz, and this one's pop. But, you know, I encourage the listeners to go to the show notes and listen to the entire playlist. So, you know, we have to narrow this down to a certain amount of picks so that the podcast is not four hours and 13 minutes long, right, for the episode. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's reasons why we have to narrow them down. And and obviously there's a thousand people, there's a thousand artists that you could say, how do you not put that on the pop playlist? But I challenge you to come up with a pop playlist of nine songs to argue what is pop. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. There's ones that I want to be on there that are not. First of all, Britney Spears isn't on there. Yes, she is. Has, she's not? No, she's not on the episode. Oh, on playlist, the episode. Which I'm surprised about. And and because... Well, I was know, very close to putting her on, but I still haven't I followed decided her on not Instagram, to. by How the way. is she not on there? I thought you guys would pick that for me. Do you no. guys... Wait, well, do you follow her on Instagram, Jim? <laughs> I, I don't, unfortunately. We have a new game, by the way. Do you still not? Pinchers. We need you. We need you to follow Britney Spears on Instagram and tag Pinch Recording in one as, as a comment in one of her posts on Instagram. Just, you know, let us know you're out there. Does Pinch follow her on Instagram or just you, Scott? If uh, not, Pinch better start following her. That's a great question. I don't know. Yeah. But me and Pinch are one and the same. Everything is okay. Pinch and Pinch is everything. So like you are jazz. wearing the shirt. I am wearing the shirt. I'm doing and some advertising. Because and according to some, I would also say, going by some picks, pop is everything. Yeah. Well, I want to. Well, it is. That's the thing. Before, it is everything. Before we get into it, I want to ask Jim because Jim's usually not throwing on the spot here, but Jim is usually the guy who has like the 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 Webster's dictionary of what is so and so. Well, so I, Jim, like, do you have a, a definition of pop music that we're kind of gonna? I did th- not go to Webster's this time. 
or well, I never go to Webster's. I usually go to Wikipedia. But um, I did come up with accurate, probably. So I did come up with my own sort of criteria. Let's hear it. I think. Well, I think going way, way back to you know the Renaissance and Baroque period, you have this concept of music that's for your brain and music that's for your body. So I think at its root, that's what, you know, back then it's like, well, are you listening to Bach or are you listening to the Traveling Minstrel Show? The Traveling Minstrel Show? What is that? Minstrel. How does that work? Um, So refraining from any joke that's popping into my head. Pop. There it is. But I I think in a more modern sense, it's, you know, it's, it's music that is meant for more mass consumption. You don't have to think about it. It doesn't mean there's not complicated pop with a deep message. Wait, what are you saying? Music for your body and music for your brain? What's, what is pop? Is music for your for body your or your body. brain? Is and this is, a, that's a sort of outdated concept, but I'm saying that idea. They were talking about this in the Renaissance? Yeah. I love the Renaissance, by the way. So, and I'm saying that that idea is kind of carried forward and that it's really now, I would say, music more for mass consumption. Music you don't have to think about to enjoy. It doesn't mean there's not complicated pop with, you know, great arrangements and deep meanings that you can think about and get more out of it, but you don't have to think about it, in my opinion. Um, and I do also think it does evolve through different eras. I think one of the, you know, one thing that's kind of gone through a lot of eras since at least the early rock days is you have your songwriters and then the people performing it. And again, that's not a hard and fast rule. We can come up with 100 examples gonna, where that doesn't apply. That. But I think that's a major thing within pop. You have songwriters and producers and then the artists performing it. And the songwriters and producers are very much in the background in pop music. They're they're so important, but no one, you know, 99% of people have no idea who they are. Uh, we're going to be talking about the biggest one today. Yeah, we're well, going to get into that. Uh, I have, a, uh, I have a, a definition too, but you know what? Let's get into the music, and I'm sure I'll spew some of my opinions and definitions well, as we okay, go Okay, we'll get into the music, and then I'll tell you why what I think pop yeah. music is. I, I'm or, definitely if, curious to hear what, Scott's what, definition. What it, what it can be. Yeah. No dark sarcasm in the classroom Teacher, leave them kids alone Alright, so that is Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, off the album The Wall. Um, And that was my pick, and I think... I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing, right? So for me, popular pop is by definition popular music. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that is a very general term, right? Because avant-garde or whatever music can be popular. So mm-hmm. by definition, pop is popular music. So anything that's popular technically is Are you pop. saying that just because the word came from pop popular pop music came from the word popular? Or because yes. By definition, right. pop is okay. popular music. Okay. Now, can you? I'm Google, not sure I would agree with that. Can you Google it though? What is pop? Sure. What is pop? Right. For me, I think it is popular music. Now, you know, because you have different types of pop too, right? So you have bubblegum pop, you know, which is you know for little girls, right? Uh, who mm-hmm. who who eat bubblegum, 
right? I'm assuming that's where the bubble bubble gum pop yeah. came yes. from. So I will say this. I did just look on Wikipedia, and it says pop music is a genre of popular music. Yes. So they're saying pop music is a genre of popular music. It's a music. subset of, of pop popular music. So pop pop music from the way the way I would describe it is pop music is it's it's made for the masses as Jim had mentioned it's you know it's some but isn't it simple. all music made for the masses? No, because I read that I think it's later on in Wikipedia because I was looking it up too and someone had quoted that the album is for the artist and the single is for the masses. So it's like pop music is just a single or it's just it's whatever's popular mm-hmm. on the radio at the time. It's what everybody knows. It's what everyone listens to. It's usually, and why it has a negative connotation sometimes, it's the songs that we throw our noses up because we're all music snobs. We're like, ugh, I don't listen to the radio. I'm better than that. I don't well, wanna... I don't say that. I do. But but it's, but it's true, though. Like, I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to Top 40 radio. I don't need to hear any of that because it's all cookie-cutter pop music, and it gets a negative connotation. However, there's some pop songs that are just good. They're just you can't help but tap your toe and you just and they're pop they're popular and it has a simple format. There is the 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 chorus mm-hmm. and refrain, chorus refrain. It's just very re- repetitive, and that is like there is a formula to the song itself, and that is what makes a pop song. Well, look, the reason I chose Pink Floyd, which I didn't go into before, and I wanted to put this first because it's a broad definition of what pop is. Is Pink Floyd a pop band? Now. Most people would not consider Pink Floyd a pop band because they create albums, right? Not singles. The reason I ended up putting this song on the playlist was because this was their only number one hit. Mm-hmm. So this did go number one in the U.S. Yeah. charts. Okay, so if they had a pop song, this is this is it. Well, they did have a pop song, and this this was a pop song because it became number one on the charts. Now, by I personally think that if a song goes number one on the charts, mm-hmm. it should be considered pop, right? Now, do you consider Pink Floyd a pop band? No, and but like I, I said, but I, but if, I, but I if I said I've heard you say that Pink Floyd is a pop band before, I don't, I don't think so. You, you said you wanted to put Pink Floyd. Were you joking? I, if I said that, which I don't think I did, I was joking. I would. Well, but here's, I, I'm really not sure what you're talking about. But, but yeah, the, if they had a pop, I agree. This is it. This is the sing along song. But it's, it's, you know, it is so much deeper and part of a bigger work of course. than the one song, of course. But why but if is they Pink had Floyd? A- Pink Floyd is one of the most well-known bands of mm-hmm. all time. They're one of the most popular bands of all time, right? but they're not pop music because there is that sound, there's a, a genre of within the popular, just because it's popular doesn't make it pop, which is, sounds like the most ridiculous thing I've ever but said. But it went number one on the charts. How is that not pop music? Also, David Bowie. I consider David Bowie to be a pop artist. What's the difference between Bowie? What makes Bowie pop and not Pink Floyd? Well, I, I think Pink Floyd is not always, but often. No, this is so gray, so it's not hard to be like. Well, that's this the is point. Pop. This is not pop. But that's what but I'm saying. I, I think David Bowie is going more for a pop sound, digestible sound in in his hits. You know, maybe not maybe not all over. He does, of course, have very complete albums and all that. I think Pink Floyd gets into more. Um, like progressive themes, bringing in stuff from even classical music, getting very strange and avant-garde with synthesizers. Well, you brought up classical and pop. Why did you bring up classical in the beginning of the episode? Uh, to con- was the to contrast it against popular music. But back, but were there pop songs in the Renaissance? 
not in the same sense was because, because there's no pop, rate. Was Mozart a pop star because he was no. the most famous composer? Well, I think there no, was a no, lack no. of option too. No, he he would he would more or less be the opposite of that. Although some of I think like the Magic Flute and stuff is sort of considered a lower brow opera. So it, it's it's different back then. It was, that was just a comparison to say there's always been this artificial divide between oh this is just like for the masses and this is for the people that really think about music. I think pop music can be described as something that can be duplicated. Whereas the greatest band of all time, the most popular band of all time, mm-hmm. the Beatles, mm-hmm. if you were to call them a pop band, it's almost... They are a pop they band. They are a pop yeah. band. Yeah. Right, so what, but, why are the Beatles a pop band? Well, because is, they started is with, Tomorrow Never Knows a pop song? I would never in a billion years call that a pop yeah, song. Yeah, Revolver is not a pop album. But well, yet, there's pop songs on Revolver. But, but it's just, yeah, that's why it's like, it, it's, it's this argument so what, so, so it's like we're chasing our tails and it's really hard to pin it down. That's what I'm saying is what makes a pop song. A pop song can't be 26 minutes long, but what if... But right? if it becomes popular, I guess it's a pop song. I don't yeah. agree with that, but... But again, these are these yeah. are things. It's a very gray area as to yeah. what pop is. Totally. And if you listen to what pop was in the 1950s, you know, versus like Sinatra, for example, he's considered a pop star, right? Mm-hmm. Was that gr- just because yeah. there was no Britney Spears back in the day? Oh, I think. First off, I'm glad you mentioned. Why is Sinatra? Britney Spears not on? We this never list. talk about Sinatra, which I should be an episode of people that we haven't talked about yet, and Sinatra would be on the list because well, he, he can't be anymore. Yeah, because well, we already talked about there it. There it is. Um, but anyways, you know what? Let's move on because the mm-hmm. next song has a whole nother, a whole nother bag to yeah, it I, that I, I want to get into. That's going to be just even more. I don't ridiculous. know why, but I'm just saying I do consider Pink Floyd to be a pop band. I can't disagree that's, either. Like I can't. I mean, I can't say you're wrong. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. what I'm. I mean, okay. Nick and I are dancing for the cameras. Yes, because I want to dance. Because for... now that we have video, they could see how much we dance to these beautiful songs. I just want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this was my choice. Somebody picked it yeah. for me, right? No, you picked it for me. Oh, did I? Yes. I thought I had this on as well. No. Okay, go ahead then. Um, so that was I Want to Dance with Somebody, parentheses, Who Loves Me, by Whitney Houston. And, I mean, how could Whitney Houston not be on this list? This is probably my favorite Whitney Houston song. I think it might be Scott's, too. I always hear him singing it. Um, but this is obviously going the other direction from Pink Floyd in pop. This is literally says in the title and the lyrics to, to dance, which I think is another key element of pop music. It's danceable. Um, and it's just so digestible and easy to listen to. And well, it's a wedding classic. I, I love this pick because my father was a huge Whitney Houston fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he liked Divas. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can get into the whole thing with my father, but let's not go down that road. But he used to listen to this constantly, so it reminds me kind of of my childhood. But also that like the '80s really nailed pop music, oh, yeah. right? There's so many songs now that you put on, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. When you say pop, I think most people probably think of the '80s immediately. That's uh, yeah, but the, I like think they also I think that's think, like the reference point. They also think Taylor Swift. Oh you know? no, yeah, totally. I just think the '80s is almost like. 
that's of course you think Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, whatever. But, but, but the what, 80s is like what the, comes to the, the point? What comes to mind for me when you think pop is also Quincy Jones, right? So mm. Quincy Jones was okay. like huge Whitney. You know, mm. they had this special relationship. I don't know if you watched the documentary. I just really- watched the other day. He is everything he touched became legendary, which is just something he should have his own episode on how good he was. But go ahead, Scott. There's a point I want to make too. Everything he touched became legendary. It's, I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, there's things I want to say, but I'm not going to say. But anyway, Whitney Houston is is amazing, and she was sort of a rock star more so than a pop star. I mean, she, you know, there's the there's the pop, and I think we're going to get into the sort of like manufactured pop that like the last song on this playlist but Whitney Houston was the real deal she was a diva she had amazing voice I mean mm-hmm. you know she she could sing so you know what's mm-hmm. the difference there between you know talented pop stars in the sense of musically talented and having the vo- like the 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 ability to perform the songs you know versus sort of like um you look good you have the package we're able to make it work and manufacture something for you know mm-hmm. out of you it's right she had the goods she had the goods yeah. well she was i mean as as talented as she was of course that's totally manufactured thing she doesn't write her own music or produce it or have anything to do with the with the instrumentation but it still you know it still comes off as amazing maybe some of that is also time looking back at it we say uh you know she's just legendary now but at the time, compared to the stuff that was going on, she she was like you said she she's a diva, she's a performer, she's extremely charismatic, she's a very good looking person, very easy to package as a pop star. Yeah, she doesn't take away from her talent. But though. I think, but her talent definitely showed. Whereas you know, you look at other manufactured pop stars of like you take someone from the Mickey Mouse Club and you just insert them into this role, and boom, it's 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 just an. Uh, uh, there's a lot of door. talent there too. Like, look at Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But yeah. my the point I wanted to make, and I've said this before in the episode, uh, the '80s. It's the only decade that has its own genre of music. The pop music of the '80s. When I say, "Hey, put on some '80s," I'm not talking about whatever albums came out in 1984 or whatever AC/DC album came out or mm-hmm. Metallica's first album. I'm talking. I say '80s. You know exactly what I mean, and it's 80s pop, and I think the pop music in that time really just transcended what mm-hmm. pop music is, and it's really its own, like if I say 90s, that's that's all-encompassing. That's mm-hmm. everything. That's mm-hmm. You think Nirvana, or I think Ska, or whatever. But yeah, there's going to be a 80s, fight about that. If I say 80s, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And Although it would be funny to put on Metallica. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good gag. And we're not, he's not on the list because we've talked about this before, but... I would. I think we'd be remiss to say if we didn't mention Michael Jackson, the king of pop, and just mm-hmm. and Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones again is just that. That that could just thriller could just be on this playlist. But anyways, that's my little piece about the '80s. But let's move on. Do we want to move on? I don't know, man. I could listen to more Whitney Houston always. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's move on. I was just breathing into the mic. Did you hear that? Yeah. Everyone did. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is matted black, got the bushes black to match. 
That, of course, is Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. That was the remix featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. And one of the things Scott said about the playlist is he said, put pop music on that you like. And I had to put this on because for the first, I don't know, eight months of this song's popularity, I couldn't stand this song. Probably because it was just so popular. And Mm -hmm. I just was like, ugh, this song. But God damn it, it's just... There's just some song, and that to me is a big criteria of pop music. There's just some songs you can't escape. And it's just, God damn it, it's a toe tapper. You know, like you put it on, and now I'm going to be singing it, and it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. And it's just like, man, this song, I mean, it took over the world. And it was just, I mean, that is to me the biggest pop song to come out in the last 20 years. And it's just one of those. I don't uh, know about that. Name, one of the biggest. Well, name one. Name a be- name a song that has been Gangnam Style. I think this was bigger. Pineapple uh, Apple Pen. <laughs> Everyone knows the Pineapple call Apple Pen. Call me maybe. Um, no. Yeah, I think... call me maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, those are up there. Don't get me wrong; those are up there. But I think this song. What's the because, uh, What's the Lady Gaga a... and Bradley Cooper song? But, oh, but, Shallow. No. Shallow. That has billions. Yeah, but this song, it was it was genre bending. It was the trolls a, a one crossover, with a crossover between. <laughs> Country and hip hop. In fact, look at our playlist. Yeah, I'm, look, you're not naming songs that aren't popular. I'm just saying it's one of the. I, I, I just disagree with it being the biggest. Yeah, but it, I think it's as big as a lot of the songs. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say why I chose this for you. Okay, so I don't particularly like this song. In fact, I, I kind of hate it. Right? Because, but I put it on, and this is a shout out to my son Henry. Okay, uh, which you know I have to talk about my family every episode. Shout out to my wife Heather Linder, Zumba.com. But Henry loves this song, and he would listen to it constantly, um, which drives me crazy, right? So Mm -hmm. when we go on the road trip, there's like three songs that he listens to. This is one of them. So I've heard this song probably, my guess is between five and seven million times. Yeah, so has anyone who's (laughs) listened to the radio in the last couple of But what we did was I took – I've been – playing guitar a lot at home and stuff and he wanted to have a song that he could sing to so I learned this song on guitar and him and I did oh, like a sing-along cool. of the song can which was get, nice that's can awesome we, can we get that live was, performance right now it was a nice no it was a nice uh, bonding time but it is the same chords throughout the entire song. Yeah. There's no bridge. There's no. There's no like verse chord. It's well. That's it, a. That's another mark of modern pop. Exactly. So this is why I wanted to put it on the playlist. Yeah. One, it's accessible to my children. Right. They love it. But also, it's very, very simple. Yeah. It is literally mm-hmm. these same chords the entire t- entire song. Yeah. There is yeah. nothing complex about going on. The only differences you you get are like the intonation of the voice, and you get drops and that kind of production stuff. But it is these same fucking thing now is that okay it bothers me a little bit because it's like really you know and 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 that kind of plays into the whole society society that we're in right now where you know things that are very um overly simple are incredibly popular so if you look at like youtube for example you know you have these weird like youtube videos that have a billion plays and it's some weird russian dude playing a video game for 20 minutes you know what i mean and 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 there's nothing there's nothing, there's no talent behind that, right? But meanwhile, this guy's a millionaire, mm-hmm. right? Because he does. Well, like, I think it's so, easy to say, to look at what someone's doing and say there's no talent right, behind maybe, that. Maybe there is. I so, get it. Someone had to figure out, hey, this is what people want. 
Yeah, not to say that's great artistry, but, why, but there's why, there's something behind that. There's, but why? Why is that? Because like, if you go back to the early Beatles, right? Those yeah. songs are they're simple like pop songs, right? Yeah. But there's still more content to them. There's still something more like I don't know. Has something changed between when? Yes. Yeah, like yeah. what? What there is? Has this is something I want to talk about. With another, another song that's coming up is like the death of melody. In yeah, pop. we we is a major thing in the past like five, even ten years. We've dumbed down like, two notes, three notes. We've dumbed down as a society, and I think, and this is why this song is important because it is very simple. And I think that's a big thing about pop music. It's like I said, it's very duplicated. It's very simple, and it's just like we turn our noses up at the idea of pop music because it's like, ugh, anyone could do that. There's no talent there. Yet, I went from, God, I hate this song, God, I hate this song, God, I hate this song, to, oh, no, I'm singing it. Now it's stuck in my head. Now I'm tapping my toe. I'm like, all right, you know what? And good for him. Like, everyone gave this kid such a, like, because he got so popular, and, of course, the haters came out, and they're like, well, fuck him. He's got no talent. He's a no-talent hack. I'm like, he's got the number one song on the planet right now. Right. Good for him. That's what I mean. It's like, what... It's easy mm-hmm. to judge, right? It's easy to say, look, it's the same fucking three chords. What the fuck, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, it almost feels like you duped people. But then yeah. at the same time, it's like you go to a modern art museum and you see uh, a white canvas with a brown dot. And I can re- I can relate, I can mm-hmm. resonate with that for some yeah. reason. I identify with that weird brown dot. I'm like, well, yeah. it's, I what think the we, fuck? Yeah. I, I think like we all that. appreciate minimalism it. Right. So to it's some like degree. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe it's, it's avant-garde in the sense that it's before it's time mm-hmm. looking at, hey, maybe it's okay to have three. Why do you have to have a verse and a well, chorus well, and the a thing, bridge? The thing right? is, if, if the thing a lot of people like to say is it hates, like, Anyone could do that. I could do that. Okay. But you're not. Then do it. You didn't do it. You didn't. You didn't take the picture of the soup can. Yeah, like you didn't. Well, that brings it like pop art. Yeah. What's pop art? Right? Is Andy Warhol pop art? Yeah, he's he's the first artist anyone would think of and say pop art. Why is he pop? Because he, Andy Warhol is from Pittsburgh and Pittsburghers call soda pop. So that is that's what I'm going to say from now on. Is it right though? Is that why it's pop art because it's from soda cans? <laughs> I have no, idea. no, but, also, no, but no, because it's definitely meant for for mass consumption. That also, and it's also advertising. That's also um, brings me to is Velvet Underground a pop band? No, because they were you know. Heavily, why not, though? Like, with the Banana record, they were working with Andy Warhol, right? They were mm-hmm. at the parties. They were doing their thing with Andy Warhol. He's a pop art, yeah. right? Why is the Velvet Underground not pop? But I think, because back then, I think the, the definition of pop has drastically changed. Pop, Andy Warhol and the Velvet Underground were pop when pop meant something different. Like, it was like a... Like, but that doesn't mean almost, just because like, the definition because of pop the, changes the doesn't mean it's not pop anymore. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but but sure it, they're, they're, they're not accessible. Just in my opinion, they're not accessible enough to be pop. I, if they ever had a top 40 hit, I don't know. Look, maybe, I, maybe they have. But I wouldn't, I'm sure I, they've never had a top 10. I wouldn't call them... I definitely wouldn't call the Velvet Underground pop. But yeah. I'm just making that yeah. argument. No, this is it's fun arguments because mm-hmm. all three of us... There is no answer. Like There is no right or wrong answer to any of this. Well, my just, answers are right. Well, of course. Scott, I agree. So there you go. There is a right answer. Uh, that's that's, that's why answer. this makes this interesting because there is really no... It's all subjective and it's the kind of the fun thing about music. So let's move on. One dream... One wish, one piece of mind. A podcast hosted by Nico White about One Piece by Acherio Oda on Paperhouse Network. We'll see you every Monday. 
That was holy shit. What? You see how I did that with the timing? I pulled the faders down. Yeah. That's why I'm a professional engineer. Because mm-hmm. I pulled the faders down on the downbeat. Yeah. So. This is that in your first day. This ain't my first rodeo. Yeah. This ain't my first barbecue. This song was My Girl by The Temptations. And you know me, anytime I have an excuse to bring up The Temptations, I'm going to. And I think a big criteria, Jim has mentioned it about pop music, is it's got to be popular. It's got to be a hit. And this song was made in Hitsville, USA, baby. I what's, mean, what's Hitsville, USA? Motown was yeah. just, Barry Gordon and Motown were just, he, I remember him saying, when he makes a song, if you have a, if you only have one dollar in your pocket and you're starving, would you rather spend it on a sandwich or buy this record? And that was the mentality they went into making music. That I would rather buy this record than feed myself because that's how good a song is. This song, Did somebody of course, actually do that. They were like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm gonna buy the, this song. Well, they'd be pretty dumb, but that's a cool mentality to have when you're making. It's like it's got to be, mm-hmm. it's got to be a hit, or we're not doing it. This song, of course, was written and produced by one of the greatest of all time that we don't talk about, Smokey Robinson. Mm. And that is what we were talking about earlier. Jim, you had mentioned how pop music usually is written and performed by someone else and then or written and produced by someone else, but performed by the pop star themselves. Uh, so I'm interested to know your take on this song and Smokey Robinson and Motown and all that good stuff. Who picked sure. this for you? Jim, right? No. Uh, I think Nick picked it for himself. Oh, is this your pick? It is, yeah. It must be, yeah. So, I mean, one, I I do want to mention Barry Gordy. Isn't it a thing that he he's listed as has a songwriting credit on every Motown song, which he probably had very little, if anything, to do with the writing? I don't know. Is is that have you guys heard that? That that goes out to the pinchers. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he. I mean, I don't know. Is that true that he has a writing credit? I think I mean, he has he, a, if you look on basically any Motown song, Barry Gordy is. is I mean, he's credited. the guy that kind of put it. Good for well, him. He put it together. I mean, like he put the artist and the and the the snake pit together. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, I'm not so. saying I'm not saying he doesn't deserve credit. It's just it's a power thing. But I think that you know plays into a lot of you know early pop and stuff you see with how the you know money moves to the people at the top. But yeah, I mean it's it's a great I, the other, the thing I do want to bring about the song is pop is not necessarily its own genre, although 80s might be synonymous with pop. This is like pop R&B or pop soul. You know, I think you can say pop whatever, pop punk for sure. Well, when, when did folk. this come out? I mean, it's a very different time. Oh, yeah, totally different time. But I, I don't think anyone's looking at My Girl as like a deep thing, you, you know, even compared to pop as a Rolling Stone, say. It's, it's, it's just so digestible. You don't have to think about it. Reminds me of that movie. It, it's What's a simple movie? message, my girl. Is it called My Girl? There, there is a movie, My Girl. Yeah, yeah, where the kid dies or whatever. Yeah, where Macaulay Macaulay. is that Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, he gets Ma- stung Macaulay by, Macaulay and then Culkin the girl with the big or... lips. Yeah, that was on. Uh, uh, she was on the, the, Veep. Veep. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, was yeah. on Veep. Anna, whatever. Yeah, Hannah, whatever. Um, Hannah, whatever. I think it's Anna. Anna. Yeah. Anna Montana. Whatever. Who cares? Where's Macaulay Culkin now? Let's talk about that. There's a petition going around to have them remake Home Alone with. 40-year-old Macaulay Culkin just playing, and Donald Trump playing the same role but not like bring up the fact that he's a 40-year-old man now. Just just being a little boy? Yeah, just doing the whole thing over again as a 40-year-old actor. That's anyway, well, first of all, I think all of us can agree that would be amazing and yeah. we all want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but speaking of Home Alone though, you know what we didn't do with this playlist is add any Christmas music because Mariah I almost Carey, put on all Bing I want Crosby, for Christmas like, this like year, those are I put on a different Mariah Those song. are pop hits out 
the wazoo. Yeah. yeah, but I think we're trying to define uh, the the term pop in this. What yeah. is pop? You know, that's why the the playlist is so all over the place mm-hmm. because, yeah. and not necessarily. You know, it's more like talking points of is this pop? Is this not pop? What makes this pop? Yeah. You know, and I think you can break it down into the different sort of decades and the different time periods, like on what pop is, right? And mm-hmm. the technology certainly um, plays into that. So you have the early pop where they're where they're, you know, they're doing it with like strings and horns and and you know, it's a whole yeah. different ball game. Whereas now everything can be done on a computer, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, uh, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It's debatable. I mean, you know, is a toil- Taylor Swift record not as good as as I don't know a Temptations record? <laughs> I w- well, here's something. Here's something too. I think you can't you can't go up. Well, no, I guess I'm I'm taking this back before I even say it. Like there's a there's a saying like you can't force something to go viral. It just does. People try. There's college courses that are trying to make things go viral. You just can't control it. Just either does or it doesn't. I was gonna say that that about pop music, but that's completely wrong because that's literally what pop music is. Is we have the formula. All you gotta do is sing these words, and it's gonna most likely become pop. Well, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether that's what pop is. We have. The, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, formulaic songs that did not become yeah. huge hits. Yeah, yeah. true. But, but also, if Quincy it's, Jones touched it, it would have. Yeah, that's it. Why are there only you know ten names of songwriters that really have had these hit after hit after hit? You know, if it's such a formula, they must be holding on to it pretty tightly. Yeah, I think name recognition goes a long way. I think people, you know, same thing with Hollywood. Like it's all remixes and you know comic books, and you know they minimize their risk. You know, they're not going to put out a new, like, that's why, you know, speaking of pop, like, we're going off on a tangent here, but speaking of pop, like, Pulp Fiction was such a different form of film when it came out, it shook up the entire world. That's very rare. That's very rare that something that isn't what the masses are used to kind of can sneak it w- its way in there and, like, say, oh, hey, I'm different, too, like... That's what pop music. You don't put on if you put on the radio right now. It's all the same beats per minute. It's all the same. It just sounds the same and sounds the same. Sounds the same. It's very hard to mm-hmm. sneak something new and fresh into pop. But maybe people mm-hmm. don't want something new and yeah. fresh necessarily. Maybe they like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking it either. I mean, personally, I'm not listening to today's music, but I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's garbage or mm-hmm. you're dumb for listening to it. Although I might say that every once in a while. But I, the point is, like, it it is what it is. You can't. You can't for- sometimes you just can't force it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do we got? That's what she said. That, what, um, do, what do we got going on? <laughs> All right, here we go. Steve Winwood, and I believe Nick picked this for me. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, I love some Steve Winwood. I also mm. think Steve Winwood got a little bit extra popular within the last couple of years because of his uh, 
his, the use that they have in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I always, a, whenever I hear this or uh, what's back in the high life again, yeah, I, I always think of that's that. That's an ongoing joke. She's dancing with the crazy arm guy. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. He brings in the Steve Woodward CD when they're at the gym. They're doing like the Zumba class or yeah. whatever. Oh, just, yeah. But anyway, Zumba.com. Um, <laughs> Steve Winwood. I love Steve Winwood. And he's been around since he was 15 years old. So, like, mm-hmm. you talk about like a, a Justin Bieber. A lot of pop stars start off the Disney Channel, you know, they're. 15 years old and they just that's what they are mm-hmm. steve winwood was 15 years old when he was the in the spencer davis group oh i didn't know that yeah and he basically wrote that song the um give me some loving yeah give me some yeah. loving as a 15 year old mm-hmm. and it's i don't think a lot of people know that as jim just said and i that's why i wanted to bring attention to steve mm-hmm. winwood and because i love i love me some steve winwood yeah. and always sunny yeah i mean that that was definitely my first point about steve winwood is that He's such a transition from Spencer Davis Group, Traffic, Blind Faith, which are almost cult classic bands. Um, Blind Faith, for sure. Yeah. I think that that is on our cult classics album playlist. And, you know, you look at those as just these amazing little pieces of, of art and wonderful rock music. And then he gets in the 80s and it's he just goes with the flow, unadulterated 80s pop, but with that beautiful Steve Winwood voice. And obviously the arrangement here is is still wonderful, even though it's these cheesy FM synths. I, I still love it, you know? What happened? And, and, and I have one word I think that can, that I, I think what is, is what happened in the 80s. But what happened in the 80s to make this sound? FM one synths. word. You're saying FM synths? I think so, because that's when you really get into trying to create horn sounds and string sounds and piano sounds with a synth that just is not up for the task. It what just sounds nothing like One it. word. Uh, a mistake on the drums. There was a, I, I can't I can't speak on it because I'm not a talented engineer like you are, but I saw there was a video about like especially Phil Collins, the Phil Collins sound of the drum, the way that it was recorded was actually by mistake and it almost is like it's like you hit the drum and then like the I, 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 it's a gate. Yeah, it's that. Do you do you mean? Do you know what I'm talking? You I do. Know what I'm talking about. My one word is cocaine. Oh, interesting. Okay, cocaine made the '80s. I was going to bring up drugs during uh, yeah, Whitney because, Houston because you know I've done my share of drugs. I don't do drugs anymore. But mm-hmm. I tell you right now, you do some cocaine and listen to some '80s music. It all of a sudden and makes then you sense. Get it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like if you take LSD and listen to Hendrix, it makes sense. You take cocaine and you and you listen to some eighties. You're, you're like, like oh, oh, I understand. Rick that. Astley, I oh. get it, I get it. Yeah. Um, but no, you're talking about the gated reverb, which is synonymous with the eighties um, snare drum sounds, yeah. which is basically a big reverb, and then the gate closes the reverb, so it just creates that vibe. That was kind of like the 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 quintessential eighties drum sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Also known as no, cocaine. I just wanted to get also back. known I, as cocaine. I, I didn't want to give up talking about the song though. Oh, you still want to go? Oh yeah. All right, go. Because I, I, I have tidbits. Tidbits. Tidbit, Jim. One. And does it ever know who the the backing vocals on this song is? Mm, is it Nick's father? Is it? Is Close. it Jimmy? Is it Jimmy Page? Because that seems to be the answer to every time you ask <laughs> it's, me a it, question. It's Shaka Khan oh. on backing vocals. Okay. And this is just a random Steve Winwood tidbit that I love. So do you, are you familiar with the Valerie remix by Eric Prides with the ridiculous music video with the yeah. women working out? Um, it's a great music video. It is. It's a great music video. But so when he asked, when Eric Prides asked for permission to use the sample, 
Steve Winwood said, well, I'll do you one better. I'm going to come into the studio and re-record the part so you don't have to, like, pull it out. He just – so that's not a sample. That is Steve Winwood really? live in the studio. It's also – that also – you just may have just uncovered something. One of the reasons why I'm not, probably not a fan of Amy Winehouse so much is because mm-hmm. anytime someone's like, play Valerie, I get excited for a Steve ah, Winwood song. Ah, yeah, yeah, totally. And they're like, no, the like other Like in one. that commercial, right? Yeah. Um, Tidbit Jim back yeah, in the house. There you go. Jim. Tidbit, Jim. I had a friend that always thought the uh, hook was "Bake me a pie of love," which, <laughs> which is also great. Which is, <laughs> which is also blueberry. Somebody, somebody call up Weird Al. We got one. Yeah. yeah, a pie of love. I think. Yeah, I like blueberry pie personally. Huckleberry. Oh, I love. You know what I love? Huckleberry milkshakes. <laughs> I you go to you go to the West Coast. You don't have Huckleberry stuff here on the East Coast, but you go to the West Coast. Go to Oregon, Montana, all that kind of shit. You get a fucking Huckleberry malt. Right, you know what a malt is. Yeah, you know the shit yeah. that's inside of the whoppers. You bring up malts yeah. all the time. You put you put a fucking you put fucking huckleberries, ice cream, and malt together, and yeah. it is the taste of the uh, cowboys yeah. in the West. Co- you know when they were digging for gold, they were drinking huckleberry malts. Picking their did nose? they have ice cream there? Did they have refrigerators during that time? I, let's move on. When did refrigerators we, come in? We have completely. When did refrigerators come in though? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Did they have fridges when they were doing gold rush and shit? I don't think so. I don't so. think so, no. Isn't that crazy to think of? Like, you want ice cream? No. It was like a luxury item. You had to make it on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. It with was ro- a- With rock salt, like we I- did in science class. Yeah. Did you guys ever do that? All right, let's move on. Okay, here we go. Must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. So this is uh, the artist known as Jimi Hendrix, hmm. and the song is all along the Watchtower. Who put this song on? I picked it, but who? It was That'd me. Scott. I put this on. So this is. I picked this for you, and I'm. I want to know what your thought was. Uh, if you're saying pop music, give me 500 songs to put on a playlist. I'm not picking this. Not saying that it's not pop after everything we've just said, but this was very like when I saw this originally. It's like, why is it? Why is this song considered a pop song? So I'm interested to see your take on this. Well, I do think that Jimi Hendrix could be arguably said to be a pop star, because if you look at the time. When when he was popular, he was a showman. He was, um, um, I don't know, like if you, he was creating all these really wonderful like like two three minute songs that were played on the radio. And when you see him live, when you see him live, he is performing. Like there's the reason I wanted to bring this up within the the context of the pop playlist was because. What does performance have to do with pop, right? So if you go to a a, a Britney Spears concert or a Taylor Swift concert, it's a, it's a whole show. It's a whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And Hendrix was doing that before, you know, he was lighting his guitar on fire. He was playing behind his head. He was playing with his mouth, all that kind of shit. He didn't have to do that. Why did he do that, right? He was putting on a show. Mm-hmm. 
He was putting on a show for people. And and I think that has a lot to do with pop. And I also think he's a popular artist of his time. I, I This is definitely a gray pick. I get it. I But I wanted to put gray picks on there that's saying, look, is Jimi Hendrix... Why Jimi Hendrix is the the arguably the most known guitar player of all time. Mm-hmm. Why does that not make him a pop artist? I almost he feel- sold tons of records. He was on the radio. He was putting on a show. Isn't that a pop artist? Look at the way he dressed. You're not wrong. He I dressed, mean, he put a Civil I, War thing on. He was all fucking nuts. I, I think, well, yeah, he, I, I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think it's as digestible as most pop music. And I think in some ways, people that are listening to this at the time are thinking they're listening to the antithesis of pop. They, they don't want to listen to the Carpenters. They want to see this guy going nuts and rebelling and not following the rules. But that's, but but I think that they're wrong about that in the sense of that he's not pop. Well, maybe you could say that. Maybe you could say, well, they're just following something else, and he's is very popular, so you're not a rebel. Well, there's there's two things I want to say. One is I almost want to disagree with you in the sense that I think showmanship almost transcends you out of pop music. I feel like, like I said earlier, pop is very duplicated and anyone can kind of do it. Whereas if you put on a, a, a live show where you're just killing it, and I'm not talking about the Britney Spears and the glitz and glamour and all the laser and pyrotechnics. That's not what I'm talking about with showmanship. I'm talking about Jimi Hendrix playing the guitar behind his head. And when we saw Victor Wooten play and he was spinning his bass guitar around his neck and playing, that's showmanship. That to me is like, oh, there's a talent there. That is more than just, you can't duplicate that. They're putting on a unique original show. But people I started that, expecting him to burn his guitar on stage. People he also, start- but he also, here's another thing that it doesn't necessarily mean he's not pop, but it definitely helps in the, in the, in the defense is that he opened up for a band that was extremely pop and got booed off the stage because everyone was there to see the monkeys. He was, opened mm-hmm. up for the monkeys and right. got booed off the stage because everyone there and the monkeys is the definition. Man, the monkeys are not on a list. The think. definition of a pop band because they were yeah. they were created to be that. And he was booed off the stage. Booed off the stage because the fans. So, were, okay, look, am I wrong? Maybe I don't know. Can I, you Google? I will, I will give you one Google thing in your defense, is, which was going to be my tidbit for this song. It's Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix's only top forty hit, and it's also a cover. Also a Bob cover, Dylan. so he didn't write it. Very Bob good. Dylan. Bob Dylan actually yeah. heard the song right. and said he would never perform this song again after Jimi Hendrix because Hendrix did it so much better than he did. But then mm-hmm. again, so now this also plays into, is Bob Dylan a pop star? That's that's a tough one. I would say maybe. <laughs> I had Peter, Paul, and Mary on here specifically to illustrate pop folk. Yeah, I, I think Dylan straddles that in some cases. In some cases, I would say no way. I was going to actually pick that because I wanted to hear your take on like pop folk music, but then I didn't want to listen to the song, so I didn't mm. pick it. I've no, always, I've always been like, look, pop is popular music. You know? Yeah. And I so mean, this is one of the most popular songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's pop. So go fuck yourself. Okay. All right. You want to say you want you know you want to say Wayne Krantz, right? He's a guitar player, but he's not a pop. You know, he doesn't have. He's he's not like one of the, you know, most known guitar players Does of all he, time. I mean, I guess within the musician circle, but that's not pop. Do they pass hmm. the mom test? Does my mom know who it is? If I put this, right. Does it pass the mom test or the Heather test? If I put this on, Heather knows this song. She can sing to this song. You put mm-hmm. on Wayne Crane's album. She's like, what the fuck is this? Fair. Right. So does that make it pop? I don't know. I mean, Dave Matthews does a cover of this song and everybody loves it. And is Dave they, Matthews pop, but Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews, when he does this song, everyone's like, Oh, that's a Jimi Hendrix cover. Bob Dylan never gets that mm-hmm. credit. And and what about Radiohead? 
okay? Look at I, I can't even I can't even talk about radio. This Look, is a, this if radio had a creep, pop band, it's creep. Right. But it's creep. It, they it's started as not. a pop band. They tricked the masses, right? I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but they were certainly a fucking pop band. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing. Are they, are they I, still I, I, a pop band? I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Are they still a pop band? They were, they were a pop band at the time. Definitely dude. more accessible. All the college students listening to it, you know, it was a different time. You can't, you can't. The, the time of when they were a pop star can't be taken away. Yeah, look, right? Yeah, because but I, my I still wouldn't even call now, them pop. I call them rock. My girl now doesn't sound like Taylor Swift, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a pop song. Well, here's something that. You can start a whole new genre and then it gets popular and then it becomes saturated. Grunge music started as a rebellion to popular music. Nirvana. But then it smells like teen and spirit. Then what, and then what happens to it after so and so? It's like now everyone's grunge. Country music today is garbage because it's become so popular. Except for a new country album that is st- going to be coming out soon. Oh, ooh. Avant garde country. We, and by uh, the way, you're supposed to be writing lyrics. Where I, are my lyrics, bitch? Re- relax. Everyone's going to know that Scott's got a country music on its way, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to leave it at there because, you know what? In the business, we call that a teaser. Oh, there it is. Let's move on. Wait, what were we talking about, though? I had a point. I, I don't know. We're uh, talking about just how genre can get too popular and become saturated. Okay. I'm going to move on because I forget now. Party girls, don't get hurt. Can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down. I push it down. I'm the one for a good time, call phones blowing up. Bring on my doorbell, I feel the love, I feel the love. That is, of course, Chandelier by Sia. Um, and, and if you do want to drink, I'm sorry to interrupt. I love interrupting. Yeah. If you do want to drink, pop a Voodoo yeah, Ranger. one, two, three, drink. Oh, very good. Yeah. That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have created uh, what is now known as the Miles Davis Drinking Game brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. We're going to tell you the episode word of the day. And make sure you check it out in the show notes. So when you're listening to this episode, whatever time we say... Which I think is Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Could be Quincy Jones. We don't know yet. Quincy Jones. It's Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones? We said it a lot. I think it's Quincy Jones. He's definitely been the most mentioned. Well, so now after that last 30 seconds, you probably need a new Voodoo Ranger. You need a new Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Jim. So I I have a lot of things to say about this song, but first, Sia, uh, you know, huge star over the past five, six years, but she started mostly as a songwriter, playing in more, also playing in more underground bands. She sang backup for Jamiroquai, and she was the lead vocalist in like this live electronic group and all this weird stuff. And then I think that this song and album were a huge breakout hit for her. She she was doing pretty well before that. But are you a Sia fan? Like you uh, like this song? You know, yeah, I, I do like this song. I'm not like, oh my god, Sia. But the other thing I do want to bring up is you do have these pop stars that are a little bit more of the real deal in terms of being musicians because she she writes her song. She has co-writers. Like, all pop songs have, like, 12 writers. but Not all pop songs. I know. But most modern pop songs have, like, 12 writers, right? But, you know, she has, like, one co-writer that she works with. But she basically writes her songs. She writes songs for other artists. She's written, of course, she wrote uh, Titanium, uh, Diamonds for Rihanna, and she's written songs. I have a list here. It's, like, Adele. Um, 
uh, Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, Carly Rae Jepsen, Katy Perry, Jessie J. She's written songs for all of them. So she's a legit songwriter. But um, beyond that, beyond her, you know, I think obviously talent for songwriting and singing, the other thing I wanted to bring up with this song is, of course, it shows great range in her vocals during the chorus, but the verse is exact prototype of the death of melody in modern pop music. It's like one or two notes. It's basically one note, and she's like sliding up and back to that same note. And it's even auto-tuned at one point, which is amazing. It's, it's, she doesn't need auto-tuned to sing one note. It's just used yeah, for but that, effect. Yeah, for effect. Yeah. Um, that was something that a mistake. That, that Cher brought the auto-tune in. Yeah. Jim, what what is melody? Like melody explain, is everything. Everything is melody. But I think a lot of people don't know the difference between melody and harmony. And I, okay. if you ask Mel- me, I don't know if I could give you a, a direct the, definition either. The shortest way to say it is melody is uh, music as it happens over time. So it's it's linear. It's what note comes after the next note. Harmony is is notes that are happening at the same time. So when you say you harmonize with someone, you're singing at the same time with them, probably a different note to create a certain effect or a certain chord. You guys want to do a harmonization right now? Here we go. You ready? Great that example a, of dissonance. That, that, that's that, was harmony. Di- that was a dissonant harmony. It was also a very bad. Yeah. It was a very bad harmony. What, uh, isn't that the we row, sound row, like row, your, a little bit. row, row, row your boat? Oh, and the, that's not that's different. That's not. I mean, the, what's that called when you do the row, row, row? Around, around, right? That's around. There yeah. it is. Uh, but that's a great definition. Yeah. Do you okay. get it now? I get it. I mean, we just did like a like a real harmony there. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. But it was avant garde. But I, I think it's interesting. The reason I wanted to use Sia for the example is because clearly she has some. She is someone who has. The talent to sing. I mean, if you listen to the chorus, I mean, she gets way up there. It's live. I don't think it's auto-tuned. She performs the song live without any auto-tune. But she's still choosing to do that one-note melody. And it's like, why? What is... So I feel like it's not just like, oh, anyone can do it. There's there's an artistic or at least business choice being made there to have that extremely simple melody. And I think part of it is anyone can sing along to it. I don't need to be a talented singer. I mean, maybe we can't based on that harmonization, but if you're just at the club. I thought club, we were pretty good until you came in, but you know. If you're just at the club or. If anybody in, was going to get kicked out of our pop group. If you're just at the club or in your house with your friends, you can <laughs> sing along to these three note songs, no problem. Even if you don't get the notes right, it's like, well, it's just three notes. It's You're not that far off. Maybe people are craving simple music because things mm-hmm. are so complicated in the world. That's not it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what? We could get in. You know, we could get into to why. That Maybe has nothing pe- to do with anything. How do you know? Just because I think simple Ma- music. People is for want simple just minds. simple stuff because they're uh, looking at the news. They're watching COVID. They're watching Trump. They're watching. You know, that's yeah. a bullshit. And like, the I guys, just, the Thai people trapped in the cave. No. Just give me my one and, note you know, that I can be safe yeah, in. You know, uh, me me listening to dumbed down music has nothing to do with COVID. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, it's arguably a great point.
That is Madonna Material Girl. Sorry, Madonna Material Girl. That song makes me want to dance like a little girl. I, I was listening to that uh-huh. on my on my scooter on the way here, whatever the fuck it is, my bike thing, uh-huh. and I wanted to dance. Like, I started to dance like a little girl. I don't know how little girls dance, but I started going like this. We were we were. I want to I want to shake my my um what what are these things? Shoulders. Shoulders. I wanted to shake my shoulders like this. We were listening to the playlist right before we started upstairs, and I said to Jim, "How good is early Madonna?" Yeah, isn't this a is this an actual Andy Warhol cover, or is it like a play on it? What? What are you talking about? Her the cover. The cover looks like Andy Warhol. Oh, oh that's well, I like, thought it was it's a take greatest on... hits. It's like a greatest hits yeah. cover or celebration oh. is what it's called. But it is a little pop art. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say the uh, the music video is a take on uh, the Diamonds as a Girl's Best Friend. To- totally parroting that with with Marilyn Monroe, right? Yeah. I mean, she, Madonna, I don't know if this is true, but I, I mean, Madonna basically took the idea of Marilyn Monroe and made it into a, a pop star with music. What was that one video that she did that was like nasty? It was like on a, in a penthouse. I was like, oh. All of them? We're, we're, no, no. It's like black oh. and white. And yeah, it was like I know what you're talking about. It was banned in a bunch yeah. of places. I used to watch that when I was a, yeah. when I was a boy, and I used to be like, oh. It was like dangerous. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's, that's a great thing to Sex. bring up because sex and pop yeah it was well just the fact that pop music we said is for everybody does it pass the mom test it's for the masses it's simple it's blah 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 but like there's some people who become popular because of how dangerous it is mm-hmm. at the time madonna when i remember when she did the video for um what is what is the song what she had she had a black jesus in it and she her hand started to bleed like, like a, a virgin prayer. Like, like, a, a prayer. Like, like a prayer like a prayer like a prayer, like a prayer. and people lost their fucking minds. Yeah. And it was, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Did you ever watch the documentary where she like sucks no. off like a Coke bottle? No. Oh, no. Oh, dude, the documentary is amazing. There's a documentary. It's really about, artistic, though. No, no, it's actually a really good documentary. Like, when, when does that become like, so Madonna was pretty, she was pretty popular and then she like really just started going, getting after it. And she became dangerous. Like her and Prince at the time. I remember Prince showed his ass on the MTV Awards and everyone's like, oh my God. Remember when Janet Jackson's boob popped out? Yeah. yeah. Chuck, Chuck D wore <laughs> uh, wardrobe malfunction. Chuck, yeah. Chuck D wore a pirate's hat in a video because it said P on it for public enemy. And all of Pittsburgh was like, no, this absolutely not. You can't take that hat off. It's like, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, but when does pop music become. Like, doesn't it become even more popular when it starts having like? Well, I think Madonna is a great example of a pop star because she's not only a pop star, but she's like a hugely influential pop star because oh, yeah. so many of the pop stars now um, are influenced by her danger and her sexiness and her, you know, like. But there also is, her vibe and the way she dresses. Yeah, like there's is, that's just pop now. Yeah, there's just so much sex in pop, which is something we yeah. never really talked about, and it's yeah. great, great to bring up because sex sells, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But but and there's pop sells. like you remember uh, what was the uh, Wrecking Ball? You remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Dennis actually has a cover of that song where he's on it's a wrecking really ball. Really good. It sounds Beatles. super eighties. He's not actually, but but yeah. but but that was risky, right? And that was the thing. Yeah. Remember when Britney lost her shit? She shaved her head off and all that yeah. stuff. Like it, it, it's like part of the thing, right? It's 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 uh, publicity stunt. Is it or is it not? Who knows? You know, but who cares? Because it makes the news, right? All publicity is good, which is bullshit. I don't know if it is bullshit or not. It's, we should talk to a PR company. It, it's bullshit. It's one of the most. It's one of the most overrated, used, and falsely. Sentences that is all no is such thing as bad publicity. Uh, but the thing here, so Jim, let me ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. When does when does like so when does like so like cookie cutter and safe? 
mm-hmm. was like kind of what we were describing in pop. It's actually kind of the next band that we're going to get into. I don't know but if that's it's safe. But but that's like but it's, does, it's for it's still for mass consumption. It's for Emilio's. But that's the thing. It's like so. I mean, there's different kinds kinds of pop. There's the safe cookie cutter formulaic pop music. Then there's yeah. people who are taking chances and risks. The music isn't dangerous or risky. It's the performance and the artist. Like yeah, Madonna, exactly. th- this is eighties pop music. It's great. I love it. Into the Groove is one of my all time favorite songs. Uh, mm-hmm. The music, pretty pretty eighties pop. But then when you see her videos, music videos, MTV, that was a whole other thing that changed everything. Yeah. And but just I think like that's all a, all a part of the mass mass appeal, which Scott is saying. Sex sells. It's it's all it's all a selling point. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye wears a red hat. It's all work. Yeah. Wait, is there an extra song added to the end of this? Yeah, or? that's what I want to end on that one. Okay, great. So here's this. This is technically the final song. The final song. Yeah. This one goes out to Emilio. My fire, the one desire, believe when I say I want it that way. But we are two worlds apart. Ah, the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. That song... Is that you? Yeah. That's one of those songs that makes you want to kill yourself. Took over the world. I mean, I when when boy the boy band explosion in the late nineties happened, I was not into it. Please don't use the words boy and explosion in the same sentence ever again. Stop. <laughs> it's only weird if you say that, yeah. Scott. Sorry, sorry. Okay, now I couldn't help myself. Way weirder. But Backstreet Boys in sync. And then so many more came. So many duplicates. 98 Degrees. 98 Degrees. Mm. O-Town. Um, God, so many more. I, I can't even think I can't even think of all of them, but there was just it was just so duplicated. But the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, I was always more of an NSYNC guy. Hmm. But this song. You like this stuff. I, I, you, I, you can't help yourself. You, this is, and this hard is not my to like point. that acoustic guitar It's intro. hard. And I this do is not the, like it. This is the point I was trying to make. I mean, it's not, sure, you don't have to like it, but... It's not the type of music I was listening to at the time, mm-hmm. it, but it's just like it becomes – it's just hard not to like it. It's really hard not to like the song. It, mm-hmm. And that's – to me, it's pop music. It's it's cookie-cutter, mm-hmm. formulaic. They took a bunch of Disney Channel kids. Well, that was more in sync, but like – What do you it, got against Disney Channel kids? I'm just saying yeah. that's what it – I mean, Disney Channel is, is just like a – a, a factory of pop music. They do it all. They do movies. They do acting. They do singing. You have to do it all. It's all part of the plan. But a lot of it's really good. Oh man. Yeah, I don't. But that uh, perfect, perfect. I example. have so many things it, to say about this. A lot of it's really good. Like I, yeah. I listen to this song. Though I sit here and say, oh, I hate this. Like, oh, it's no good. No, it's good. It's really good, and it's catchy, and it's singable, and I freaking love it. Actually, so that's okay, Nick. No, I'm not. I'm. I wear it proud. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why. Michelle Branch, the in the spirit room, was 19 years old two days ago. That was pop music. That was a female mm-hmm. pop, early, late 90s female pop music. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it then. Love it now. I'm proud to say that there's certain pop music that, as much as I talk shit about today's pop music, you know, like an old man, I grew up with pop music, and I always always liked what I liked. Mm-hmm. But well, today's pop I- music is is arguably better. Like if you look, like Lady Gaga. There's so oh, many that I are think, not on this list. She's amazing. Taylor yeah. Swift is great. 
I think uh, today's pop music is light years ahead of the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. This shit is dated as fuck. Mm. Now, we don't know whether I ours am, is going to be dated. Yeah. I, I do have Wait something minute, su- though, super important to I say want, about I, this song, I wanna though. Get, yes, Jim, I want you to get into this, but I'm going to throw it to you. With Didn't you just say like today's music is the death of melody? Mm-hmm. So how is it better? Well, because he's not saying it's bad necessarily. He's yeah. saying that's an artistic choice. All right. we'll go but, with and the politics are so bad now that people need simple music. <laughs> Um, all right, I think so that's a good point, though. I have something. Okay, else. so first of all, I mean, the, I, I I did pick this song for Nick one because we needed boy bands represented, of course, as Nick just got into. We needed '90s pop represented, but the main thing that we need represented by this song is who wrote it? Who who, who wrote it? Uh, Max Martin. So, do you guys know who Max Martin is? No idea. Okay. Should I know? Am I going to be shamed right now? I feel like you I'm are. Gonna you, know. you are going to no, I'm but be shamed. you Fuck. should know who Max Martin is. Who is Max Martin? Because out of individual songwriters, so disclu- sounds like a superhero. Discluding John Lennon and Paul McCartney as a combo songwriting team, who do who has the most number one hits by far? As a songwriter. As a songwriter. I'm going to go with Max Martin. I'm going to say Max Martin. I'm going to say Max Martin. Very astute gentleman. So. <laughs> <laughs> was it Max Martin? Yes, and I, I also love that you say that today's pop music is so much better than this because he wrote this. He wrote all of today's pop music. What the fuck's up with this guy? Like, and we don't even know who he is. I, I'm gonna yeah. give you. I'm gonna give you a quick sampling. God damn it, baby! One more time. Oh yeah. I kissed a girl. Ooh. These are only his number ones, by the way. California Girls, Katy Perry. Um, last Friday night, Katy Perry. He's Katy Perry's guy. Okay, shake it off. Shake it off. Uh, blank space, dark horse, bad blood. So a lot of Katy Perry and, um, Taylor, and Taylor Swift, Swift of course. Uh, can't stop the feeling. Ooh, can't uh, stop the feeling. Sorry, I can't feel my face it? by the weekend. So ooh, Heather loves that song. I can't feel it, my face. It's, it, it, it's out of control, and you know it's him, and he has a whole sort of like school of disciples almost. Um, Dr. Luke, I think, is, is the is the other guy that he's like third or fourth. It's actually pronounced is it, Dr. Luke. Is, is, okay. is Max Martin like the modern day Barry Gordy? Well, except I think it's it, yes, but or I think like it's a little more real. Smokey like he, Robinson. He's, when we say, I, I loved some of the stuff you were saying earlier about, oh, this this all sounds the same. Well, it's coming out of the same guy. It's not only coming out of the same guy. The this other 50 good. hits are coming out of people that learned from Max Martin. Yeah, it's like a coaching tree. So, And I also want to bring up something about, well, Anyone he must can, be old. Um, I, I don't know how old he is. He's, he, he's not like really old, but um, I, I wanted to bring up something about the songwriting, how we say, well, it's just it's so simple. And something I remembered about him is they, he said, we always start with a melody and we spend weeks, weeks working on that melody. And he says- this What does is, he know? This, 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 <laughs> this is the point. He says, we'll spend days, sometimes weeks, challenging the melody. The goal is to make it sound like anyone can do this. But it's actually very difficult. Okay, and that's great. I love that. Yeah. I love it. That's like that's the touche. Goddamn, t- t- Jim Max Max Martin. Uh, that's also the, the sign of a good comedian when you watch mm-hmm. him. Like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, and you, you can't. Yeah, Ooh, I see. I, I think of you, you watch Steph Curry. Steph Curry walks out of the locker room and hits ten straight threes effortlessly. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Who's Steph well, no, Curry? it's not Steph Curry or Brett Curry. Favre. Hmm? Curry. I think I had a little weird pronunciation, but what it's about Curry. Brett Favre? That dude's Stop. an animal. It looks it looks effortless. You- Anyone can do that. He just walked up and did it. No, it took tens tens of years to learn how to do this. Hours Tons of innate talent. Hours. Yeah, uh, you know it's it, and you make it look easy. Well, you know what? That's a great point, and I, now I feel bad about shitting on some of this stuff, but. 
I don't know, guys. It's so hard. You know, <laughs> pop music is tough. So, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, there is no right or wrong. It's just, if it's popular, it's popular. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. I think we determined that there is a right. I think, yeah, whatever you say. Correct. So, I think it becomes popular. Anything can become popular because of uh, a music video that has a lot of sex in it, something that just becomes rebellious, so everybody, you know, goes to it gravitates towards it something that's just catchy and simple something that is just you know what whatever whatever becomes popular is pop and there's certain honest obviously certain little subgenres the 80s is its own little subgenre and uh, I, I and it's it just it's just fun because there's a lot of these songs that have negative connotations go oh, that's just cre- that's crappy pop music I don't know I love backstreet boys grew up on it you know maybe it's nostalgia i i don't know there's definitely nostalgia I think there. nostalgia mm-hmm. but like i love the temptations i love lenny kravitz <laughs> i mean yeah and that's that's one of the that's a perfect artist let love rule that's if, a great record if you're like if you say i Mama love lenny, if i love lenny kravitz that's one of those things people you were going to get made fun of and i don't know like, if that's true though i don't I mean, know jim we have it on tidbit jim of the 10th grade i was gonna say that's playlist. the only pick i'm ashamed of out of my Why? What, out what of my song, whole list what song was it though? are you gonna go my way that's a great fucking song it's a good song it's a good song. It's better than some of his songs. I tell it's you better the best, than his American Woman cover, I'll say that. No, the best song the best record is um Let Love Rule. That was his first mm. record and I saw him live um uh, went to some charity event concert thing that my dad was doing and I saw him live and he had this weird hat on and he, he freaked me out. I remember being I must have been 9 years old or something at my son's age and I was fucking scared. I was just freaked out by this dude. I was like what the fuck? It's like this crazy weird dude and he was like Let Love Rule and he was like doing all this crazy shit. That's and I was rock, like, baby. And, and I was I scared. Know. And then later on, I was like, that was kind of awesome. Like, it was dangerous. Can you know I, it's like uh, watching a horror movie. Can I can I tie this all up in a nice little bow? Yeah, I thought you already did, but so you could do it again, we, baby. Uh, so one of the ultimate movies that we we quote in here is High Fidelity, and the scene where Dick says, uh, "Oh, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels," and Jack Black's character is like, "No, the Righteous Brothers. You tell me what's wrong with the Righteous Brothers right now." And that is the uh, the band that we opened up the episode with was the Righteous Brothers, and you've lost that love and feeling, which is the most played song in the entire 20th century. And I thought that was important that we bring huh. up the, the, that we opened up the episode with the Righteous Brothers. You've lost that love and feeling because it is probably the most popular song of the 20th century, according to BMI. Huh. Oh. Except for um. Pineapple apple pen. Pineapple apple pen. Yeah, everybody, everybody shark. knows that one. Yeah. So uh, that's that's all I got for today. Uh, why don't we? Why don't you take well, us I out wanna, with this? With this I want to thank. I want to thank everybody for listening to the uh, Pinch Music podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure doing this show every week, and I hope all of our listeners in Vietnam will write us uh, a comment or like us and review and stuff. We're and also big in France. We're big in France. The French love us. Oui, oui, j'adore les croissants. Nope, not anymore. Uh, no, they like that shit. French, the French. They love, love being when people insulted. imitate their language. Yeah, yeah, they like being insulted. You know what I mean? They like stinky things too. French cheese, oh, the best. Yeah, you know what? The be- one of the best things to do is you take some brie and you put it on your finger and then you rub it under someone's uh, nose right here under their lip and they smell it for this like guy, three days. This guy's talking about gargonzola once. Clearly, I did that. Time, baby. I did that once with a guy. Remember with the airplane guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some brie and put it anyway. Whatever. It's a long story. But then you had um, the worst vacation in the history of vacations. Yes. So maybe then I had don't a, do that anymore. Right. That was a karma thing. But it was worth it. I'm telling you right now. Do it again. Um, what are we talking about now? I don't know. No idea. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, leaving a comment. You can always make a request. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Tell us how much you like Jim's tidbits. 
It's the Pinch Music Podcast. You'll never hear Not A Surf play this song live. They hate it. This is uh, Not A Surf. Because this came up on, on the algorithm, which could be a uh, hint on one of the episodes coming up. No, it's not. I put it on. Oh, I thought it was the yeah. algorithm. No, no, it came up on your algorithm. You're like, I love this song. No, I do love this song, but I just added it because I wanted to end the episode with the song Popular. But it did come up on your algorithm. You Went earlier, right? We'll see you next time when we do algorithms. Spotify algorithms. It's the Pinch Music Podcast brought to you by Paperhouse Network. Thanks for listening. Leave a comment, why don't you? Thanks for listening to the Pinch Music Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a favor. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, check out the show notes for links and playlists curated by the ear himself. And make sure you check out pinchrecording.com.